The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Here we go. Oh, Here's the triangle. He's got to figure for it. This is oh, he's got it. Oh, this is tight. This is this deep is as very, very tight. This is as deep as they get. He's breathing like he's out. He's breathing like he's asleep. Look at his leg. He's out. He is he's out. out. He's out. I think he's asleep. He's out. No, he's no. Yeah, he's out. Wow. He's out. Frank, he's out. He's out. He's out. Frank. What? Oh, my gosh. Frank, it's Frank. done. By now, you have probably seen this clip from the Fury FC 76 main event on March 24th, 2023, where Edgar Chires submitted Gianni Vasquez in the fourth round, and referee Frank Colazzo watched on as multiple people screamed at him that Vasquez was out due to the initial triangle before Chires transitioned to a horrific armbar that actually woke Vasquez up so he could tap out. As it turns out, Vasquez didn't go out once, he went out twice. In most sports, a refereeing moment like that leads to some sort of repercussion or punishment. But in MMA, and in this case, in the state of Texas, Colaza was allowed to judge fights at UFC San Antonio the next day, despite one of the all-time refereeing blunders, while Vasquez continues to deal with the injuries that clearly could have been avoided, injuries that could keep him out of action and out of work for several months, if not longer. And for Chires, a 27-year-old that got a massive win, he continues to swim in the negative currents of the moment. 
On this podcast, we'll discuss the viral regional MMA moments that have the sports community scratching their heads and screaming in disgust. We'll hear from both fighters involved, broadcasters, the promoter, and experts in the field. I am Mike Heck from MMAfighting.com, and this is Inside the Highlight. I remember I was kind of like dreaming, <laughs> to be honest, I was kind of dreaming. And then, but I heard, the no, I, I heard the voices of my coach yelling, stop the fight, stop the fight. I heard the voice of uh, one of the commentators. I heard his, his voice clearly like uh, saying like, Frank, what are you doing? Stop, stop. And I was kind of like on my dream, like kind of like, like processing on my head like what's going on you know I was like what's going on you know like wh where I am like and then um I start feeling pain on my arm which I wake up and I I kind of wake up but you know when you sleep for like 10 hours and you barely wake up you kind of like still kind of open your eyes and kind of doesn't know where you are so I kind of open my eyes a little bit I I look to the side and I kind of like feel pain but I don't see clearly what's going on but I remember I started like tapping with my feet. I started tapping with my feet and I kind of pass out again. And then in like one second I wake up again and then I didn't have like a strain in my other hand. So I was kind of like little by little like doing this. And I, I start like now like clearly hearing my coach. Stop the fight because my coach goes crazy bro. And you can hear his voice. So it's super like hard to miss the voice of my coach calling Oyama when he's on the corner. So I clearly hear his voice like stop the fight and then I kind of open my eyes more. I feel a lot of pain on my arm and I start tapping and then they stop the fight. So you went out, you you essentially went out twice then, right? Is that what you're trying to yeah. say? Yeah, wow. I, I feel like I was, I was out twice. I was out twice. That is the voice of Gianni Vasquez, the 28-year-old mixed martial artist who was on the receiving end of the viral clip. There he was, sitting on a Zoom chat with me just days after the moment, cast on his arm that looked bigger than his entire body, a man with a ton of questions and very few answers, but yet there was a smile on his face at times and a lot of hope in his heart. On the other end, Edgar Chires has been facing countless backlash from fans since the incident took place, with direct messages on social media saying that he purposely tried to hurt Vasquez or that he was a dirty fighter, amongst other things. In addition to how the fight ended, the one-time Dana White's Contender Series competitor missed weight for the first time ahead of the bout, which only adds to the backlash. Despite the way things played out, Chires is happy to get a victory, although it doesn't necessarily feel like he won a fight, but he felt it is important to get his side of the story out there as well. There was a moment there where I thought he was actually faking it, maybe so I could let go because the referee wasn't doing anything about it. So um, there was a moment when he, I felt trembling. So it kind of scared me a little bit. So that's why I decided to switch uh, into the armbar. And I was telling the ref, I think he's out. He, the ref was just standing there like in a daze. I was confused, but I still did not want to let go of the move because, again, I felt that at any moment he could get up, get me in a position, knock me out, and then I lose. But I did notice that top part of the move, top part of his body wasn't moving, but his feet were. 
So it did scare me. I felt bad. But for the life of me, I cannot understand what that ref was thinking, why he didn't step in sooner. Anyone sitting close to the action who watched on TV, saw the clip on social media, or watched live on UFC Fight Pass could clearly see Vasquez was unconscious in the triangle. The egregious nature of the clip even got UFC president Dana White to publicly comment on the situation. Vasquez alleges the number of people who could see it in the arena went beyond the cage side area, something he says he learned on his painful and confusing ride to a local hospital where he saw the viral clip for the very first time. I was watching it and I was like, God damn, like literally like, like I felt like I passed out in two seconds. And I was just like thinking about it because I was like, man, like I see the referee, he was on my face. I'm like, how, like, I, I kind of like, you know, even in the video, you notice everybody's screaming. The guys from the ambulance, when they take me to the hospital, they told me in the ambulance, man, we noticed right away when you pass out and we were screaming to stop the fight. The ambulance people is <laughs> like, uh, but we noticed right away when you pass out and we were, we tried to stop it. We tried to scream and everything, but nobody listened. And then, uh, so I'm up there watching the video about it. And then, and I'm like, man, like I pass out in his face like twice. I don't know how he didn't notice. And I'm like, thank God the guy uh, switched the triangle from the armbar because I might be dead right now if he wouldn't switch it, you know? If he wouldn't switch it for the armbar, I might be dead or I might be with like uh, like, like a vegetable, you know? I might be like a brain damage, but you know, thank God I'm here. I'm still alive and then, you know, like we can talk about it, I guess. Hearing how thankful Vasquez was that the transition happened made Chires seem like a bit of weight was lifted off of his shoulders. Chires wants to make it extremely clear to anybody who doubts him that the goal was not to hurt Vasquez. It was to get the victory and try to take another step towards getting to the UFC. It's also Chires's hope that Vasquez recuperates and that both fighters will find their way to the biggest stage the sport has to offer. No, pues, igual no, digo... Well, that, that's that's great that he feels that way. It makes me feel good. I, I know that I didn't do it with ill ill intent. Um, we're just two Mexican warriors that were fighting for a very important fight for both of our careers. It, you know, it's funny because, and ironic, because everybody says, oh, I want to kill my opponent. I want to kill my opponent. But deep down, you don't want to hurt him. You know, it's just part of the job. It happens. It was unfortunate. I'm also glad I let it go because, again, I felt him go to sleep. So that's why I was like, let me transition to the arm bar. But I did doubt myself. I doubted myself saying, did I make a mistake? What, what if in that split second I would have made a mistake? He would have he would have reversed and then I end up on the losing end. At the end of the day, it, it was unfortunate. I'm glad I got the victory. And, you know, I hope that he, he recuperates. He gets back on the winning track and hopefully, you know, him and I will see each other in the UFC. Fury FC promoter Eric Garcia, color commentator and UFC welterweight Alex Morono, and many others in the arena, including UFC flyweight champion Brandon Moreno, were screaming at Frank Colazzo cage side, trying to get his attention. It didn't work, and the result could have been catastrophic. But what makes things even scarier is the fact that Garcia alleges that Colazzo, who has refereed many of the promotion's bouts over the years, didn't understand the outrage once the bout was finally stopped. The, the minute Frank stops the fight, 
and they opened that cage door I, I went in the cage and i asked frank i said man what's going on is it was he asleep and he's like nah he wasn't out i was looking at him the whole time he wasn't out i said man i think he was asleep and he was like nah he wasn't man he was fine so i don't i don't know like it was that's the first time I've ever experienced that in 13 years as a promoter. You know, I've been putting shows on in Texas since 2010. And that's the first time something to that extent has happened that really made me reevaluate and be like, man, this kid could have lost his life in there, you know, and it's not a game, you know, and the, the number one job of the referee is to protect the fighter. Murano was heard over and over again in the viral clips screaming at Colazzo. The soon-to-be 18-fight UFC veteran has also been training for nearly two decades, is a black belt in jiu-jitsu, along with his countless experience as a coach, trainer, and a corner. So he was well aware of what he was seeing inside the cage that night in San Antonio, Texas. What really got it was his, uh, his ribs were doing like the autopilot, unconscious breathing. Real labored inhales real labored exhales and then his foot was like not seizing but like stiff and rigid very unnatural movement so like it was like telltale sign after telltale sign of like when a guy's asleep you know and then and what's most wild is i've been put out two times on demonstrations and when you get choked unconscious you wake up and it's really peaceful and then it's confusing and then it's embarrassing and to like get put asleep and then, and then the guy transitioned to an arm bar. And like while that arm is just getting hyperextended, the guy wakes up not knowing what's going on, realizing that then, then like props to uh, Gianni for trying to fight. Then he like genuinely tried to defend the arm bar and then ended up tapping. So like to get put out with the triangle only to wake up in an arm bar is real nightmare fuel, man. I mean, it was, I've been doing this 16 years consistently. I've watched thousands of fights. I have never seen anything quite like that. So like the moment it was slapped on, I was like, damn, this triangle is going to get the tap within a few seconds. And the guy ended up going to sleep within a couple seconds. And uh, and then I also want to preface, I actually like Frank Colazzo. That's the first time I've ever seen him make a mistake. I've watched him ref a lot of fights, and I actually thought he was one of the good refs. But like this was the mistake of all mistakes. Longtime veteran referee, Bellator MMA color commentator, and trainer of officials, Big John McCarthy, couldn't have been more frustrated seeing the clip for the first time. It's one thing to make mistakes, which McCarthy openly admits he has made many during his long career, but there are levels to the mistakes that you can make as a referee. And according to McCarthy, Colazzo is at a level no official ever wants to be at. What happens is, look, there's pressure, you know, and it's, it's no different than the judging. If you're not in that seat and your score doesn't count, it's easy to sit back and go, well, I think so-and-so, well, I think so. But judges truly, they care. And so do referees. They care about doing it right and they don't want to make a mistake. And what happened to Colazzo in that moment is you can see he's indecisive because he doesn't know. Now, that's not... That's not okay because it's your responsibility to know. And if you don't know, then you shouldn't be in that spot. And that's just as basic as it can get because you have a human life in your hands at that moment. And you are the true instrument, although it's being applied by somebody else, you're being the true instrument in allowing 
this to get to a point where you could take somebody's life. You could permanently injure them for the rest of their life. And what happens is it's no different than it is for firemen, police officers, people in stressful situations. They tend to, they do this, get what we call tunnel vision. And they focus in on one thing. And usually it's the face. And I, and I call it, you're looking at the micro, you have to look at the macro. You have to look at the body. The body will tell you when the person goes out because it starts to relax in certain ways. That if you're looking at the entire body, you're not just looking at the face, you're going to see it. But when you panic and you're unsure and you focus in, that's when you start to have the problem of what he had. We're all going to make mistakes, but not that kind of mistake. And this is this is the difference. When we sit there and you'll talk to, you know, a lot of athletic commissions and they'll sit there and they'll, well, you know, everyone makes mistakes. Whoa, stop. We do make, we do have guys making mistakes, but they're not mistakes that are going to physically damage somebody. While some blame can be attributed to Colazzo for how things transpired, McCarthy isn't giving 100% of it to the Texas official. He is, however, placing a small portion of the blame on Chires for not having the wherewithal to know that the fight should have been over in the triangle choke, citing the Josh Berkman versus John Fitch World Series of Fighting matchup from WSOF3 in June 2013, where Berkman put Fitch to sleep in a guillotine choke, and referee Steve Mazzagatti didn't stop the fight. So Berkman decided to stop it himself. I trained for years, okay? I've been choked out too many times, and I've choked too many people out. And Mike, there's not been one time. It may not be that I knew the second they went out in feeling it. But when you're choking someone, and you know, and all of a sudden, you'll feel, you'll feel them. You can tell. They're out. You know, Josh Thompson is my you know podcast partner. You know, Josh, have you ever, ever not known when someone was out after you? No, not once. You know, and you look and you go, Okay, at that level, maybe you're so excited, I'll give it to you a little bit. But everything that happened with that fight, be it even the even the, the opponent, come on, man, you had to know as you were squeezing in that triangle, you can feel him, his body relaxes. He becomes nothing but a noodle. You know, he's limp. You can't feel that? I look at that, even that part, it's like, just doesn't make sense to me. Morono, having been in a similar situation as Chires in the past where he was losing a fight on the cards until a big moment happened, doesn't put the blame on the fighter. And neither does Garcia, noting that he can't put himself in Chires's mindset. So I had a fight once that I was losing pretty bad, uh, just on the scorecards. The guy did no damage. He was just laying on praying. But in the third round, I clipped him with the punch. And like the he was asleep when the punch landed. I didn't know that. And he hit the ground and I hammer fisted him hard. And I would have... I would have kept hammer fisting him until the ref stopped, even knowing he was out because I didn't want anything to happen to potentially like not take the win away, but like let him recover. Now, even when I was, so what's funny when I fought Berkman, I had him in a guillotine and I had rocked him right before. And I just knew the guillotine was so tight and it was like a classic grip, high elbow, his arm was trapped. I didn't even like super crank it. I had it and I looked at her. And I wasn't going to say anything, but I was waiting until he told me to let go. He, he, maybe Chires didn't know the triangle put him to sleep. Um, but like, like personally, when I'm in camp, every 
decision of every day is dictated towards preparing for the fight so I can win. So like if I have a submission and I think they're asleep, but I don't know, I'm not going to let it go. I'll probably tell the ref like, hey, he's asleep. And then I'll you know, tighten it up as I'm saying that and then wait for that command to let him go. I don't know what Edgar was seeing or what he was feeling. Obviously, the adrenaline's pumping. You know, he's got this kid in the choke. Uh, the referee's not stopping it, you know, and maybe he felt like, damn, I'm not able to put this kid to sleep. So he switches to the armbar thinking that Gianni, there's a lot of guys that you put them in a choke and they can hold on. They can sustain it. You know, it, maybe Edgar didn't know how much time was left. Vasquez also doesn't have ill will towards Chires. And in fact, Vasquez admits that if he were in the same offensive position, maybe things would play out in a similar way. For Chires, he can't say he's totally immune to people passing any blame to him as he's trying to accomplish his dreams. But he's learned at this point, he just needs to accept it. No, pues sí, sí he recibido, de hecho hasta me han mandado mensajes de que... I, I don't take it personal, the comments. I am bothered how it all went down. Uh, I wish it wouldn't have happened, but I'm not a dirty fighter. I had no ill intent. And for the people that say that I did it on purpose, all I can say is I'm sorry that you feel that way, but there was no ill will when I was doing it. I was just doing my job because I think if he were in that situation, he might have done the same and waited for the referee tag first. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
As far as the aftermath and where we go from here, one of the big questions I've received in regard to the situation is if Texas can't or won't choose to punish Colazzo, can something be done from a legal standpoint? After all, Vasquez isn't a full-time fighter that is paid to train. He supplements his income by coaching, mostly private sessions with clients where he will practice and teach jiu-jitsu to students, hold pads, and other implementations that are done on a one-on-one -on -one basis. With a badly injured arm and likely a long period of healing and rehabilitation, Vasquez may not be able to make the money he needs to support his household. Because the question was brought up so many times, I had to ask McCarthy about it. You know, there, there is a, a, a certain amount of responsibility that you take as a fighter stepping into a cage. You know the dangers that are there for you, and there's dangers. There's no doubt about it. You know, MMA is a violent sport. I'm not going to sit here and lie about it. You know, the ability to be hurt in it, knocked out, you know, having a limb, you know, damaged by either hyperextension or break, you know, it's there. And you inherently know that is part of the sport. But there are also things to address those things that happen. And one of the things is that referee is, is responsible for your health and safety within certain parameters. The parameters of if you get choked and you go unconscious, it's his responsibility to be able to see it and stop the fight. And how, how often do you see it, Mike? We see it all the time. I stopped hundreds of fights upon the fighter passing out. You know, when, when we would go in the back and talk to fighters, you know, you would talk to them all the time and say, look, if you get put in a submission, I will let you work your way out of the submission. Okay, now amateurs, I would do it different, but when it was professionals, they're a professional, they're getting paid, you know, And but you would tell them, don't let it get to the point where I see damage. If I see you get put in an arm bar, I see it hyperextend and dislocate the fights over. I'm telling you right now. Now I've seen, you know, Ronda Rousey dislocated Misha Tate's arm, referee didn't stop it. And you look and you go, what are you doing? That right there, at that point tells you legally yeah i think they can go after you you have a you have a referee that you're being choked and they don't end up stopping the fight and then you get choked to the point where it damages you are you are you liable you're liable and there's no doubt about it and you know it can be where you could be sued and most people if they sat on a jury and they look at that and then they're going to have somebody that, you know, knows what they're talking about, get up on the stand and say, he's out right now. You can see him go out. It's not hard. It's not hard to see. And time's going to be going. And, and we've had these, you know, so many times throughout the past, we've had, you know, these same type of situations. But we did not have one that was honestly as bad as this. As many others were, Garcia was shocked at the revelation that Colazzo would be allowed to judge bouts at the following day's UFC San Antonio event in the midst of the chaos surrounding his main event. The TDLR issued a statement to MMA Fighting the day after the incident that read, quote, TDLR is aware of concerns about the officiating in one of last night's fights. All TDLR officials receive ongoing training and we monitor each fight for consistency in officiating. Fight officials for each competition are always selected in conjunction with promoters. Garcia took exception to that final sentence and flat out denied 
that he, as a promoter, has any say whatsoever in the selection of officials. That's that's not true. You know, I, I like I've obviously I love Texas. I do events here all the time. I get along with every inspector. You know, they come, they run the event for us. Great. You know, they everything's sanctioned, whatever. But there's never been a, a an opportunity for me to say, hey, these are the refs I want. And I get those refs. It's it never it's never happened like that. I find out who's refing and judging and timekeeping and doing everything at my event on weigh-in day. They hand me a sheet that says, hey, these are the refs. This is the payroll. This is what you got to pay. This is who you're paying. And if I, at that point is when I'm like, oh shit, I'm, I don't really like this ref or, okay, I got some good refs. But whether I like them or not, these are the guys that are assigned and this is who I'm, I'm going to have to pay. Like it's, it's not a selection that I get to pick and say, hey, I don't want this guy. Can you get me someone else? It's too late. This is who you got. These are the guys in rotation. These are the guys that are available. This is who's reffing. A TDLR spokesperson was made aware of Garcia's comments and issued the following response to MMA fighting. Quote, in title and championship bouts, the executive director or his designee will consult with the sponsoring or sanctioning bodies on the assignment of judges and referees and make assignments for such bouts. In sanctioned boxing title fights, WBA, WBC, etc., the sanctioning body asks that the referee for that match be accredited through their organization. This is the norm for the industry, and we work with the sanctioning bodies to use their accredited officials. As you know, there are no official sanctioning bodies for MMA. Some of the larger MMA promoters, such as the UFC, do have world title designations, and we work with them as we do with the boxing sanctioning bodies and allow their input when choosing officials. In non-title MMA and boxing fights, TDLR selects referees and judges using the criteria listed above. In non-title MMA and boxing fights, if the promoter asks, TDLR will tell the promoter which officials have been selected. Fighters are not told who is working their contest until fight time, even if they ask. The promoter will tell TDLR's lead event supervisor if they have concerns about any of the officials, and TDLR will try to accommodate the promoter if possible. As far as Colazzo goes moving forward, acting in an official capacity for future Fury FC events, Garcia knows his hands are somewhat tied. There isn't much he can do. But if he sees Colazzo's name on the sheet prior to one of his fight cards, there will be questions asked about what Colazzo has done to improve upon the massive mistake he made at Fury FC 76. I'd want to see what he did after this happened. And if he went back to the drawing board and did some other training or, you know, you know I, want, I want to see how I'd like to hear what he has to say about it, honestly, and what he saw. This is not going to, especially by us, it's not going to be forgotten. You know, I, I know that uh, moving forward, you know, we're going to make sure and talk to these refs before and say, hey, look, what happened at this event on this date cannot happen tonight. Make sure you're on top of shit. I want that to be in their minds before they go out there and they step in that cage and they ref for us. While McCarthy would be happy to speak with Colazzo about learning from his mistake, should he contact the OG of MMA referees and admit his wrongdoings and show signs that he wants to improve, Big John would be happy to walk him through things step by step, go through each severe moment, seek out the correct responses, and potentially build a road back to where he was as a well-respected member of the Texas officiating community. Having said that, when asked whether or not Colazzo can bounce back from this, McCarthy has to be truthful about the situation. I'm being honest. I look at that and you don't. Not as simple as it gets. You're a fighter. 
he walks in to talk to you, say, hey, I'm your referee. What's the first thing you think? Uh-oh. You've got to have the fighter having at least a belief that you're going to be there for them if they get hurt. How does he do that now? Pretty tough. Like McCarthy, Chires agrees that Colazzo likely won't be able to bounce back from the situation. Pero te digo tener más oportunidades uh, después de esta victoria. I really hope that referee doesn't officiate anymore, at least not my fights. It was a big mistake on his part, and it has to cost him in some way. He should have been, in my opinion, fired from his job. He shouldn't have been doing what he's doing. He shouldn't have uh, been allowed to go to the UFC event the following day. And for Vasquez, a man who, rightfully so, should be more angry than anybody else, a man trying to make his dreams come true and make it to the highest levels the sport has to offer, he says he doesn't have any ill will towards Colazzo at all, and hopes Colazzo can learn from this moment, just like Vasquez continues to do each day. With the unknowns of his day-to-day -day life and his career staring him in the face, Vasquez chooses not to be angry, but to stay positive and focus on only the things that he can control. What would you say to the referee right now if he was standing in front of you? To be honest, to the referee, I don't, I, I, bro, like, I've been thinking about that, like, what I should say to the referee. It's nothing that I want to say to him, you know? I will I will put it this way, and, and I understand that we're all humans. We all make mistakes. The only thing I, I wish he, were, he wasn't there that night. But at the same time, I'm still alive. And then I just wish that he wasn't there that night. I just want to this uh, not happen to anyone. I, I don't want anyone to suffer the things that I'm suffering right now. And then I don't want anyone to like uh, get even worse, you know? Because like I say, I couldn't be dead right now. I couldn't be with uh, brain damage right now. And I don't want no one to, to suffer that stuff. And I just hope that uh, somehow like we can get some, some stuff figured out and then doing things better, you know? But I don't even have hard feelings against the referee, man. Like, you know, like what happens, it happens. You just hope he learns from it and doesn't happen again. Yeah, I just hope that no, 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 nothing like this happened to other person anymore. I just think that like uh, nothing is gonna change if I get angry, you know. No, no, nothing is is gonna change if I get angry. Nothing is gonna change. It's just like the way it is. Like I say, I'm just glad that I'm here. I'm just glad that like uh, uh, didn't get worse, and then. I just hope that like uh, uh, everything goes well and with my arm. Uh, I just hope that like uh, somehow we we can find a way to like uh, you know like fix some things and then uh, I just bro I just wanna get get able to I want I wanna be able to work and then go back to my my life you know because like I said before you know I I I I love the sport. And I stayed uh, that night, you know, I was, I'm chasing my dream. And then I was down to, to die, you know, 
and then I, I say I'm no I'm not fucking taking any 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 loss by decision and any stuff like that. And then I, I fight with all my hurt and then I fight with everything I have that night. But unfortunately it, it wasn't it wasn't for me, you know, the the reason I'm I'm like this. It wasn't for me. You know, the the I, I take like a champ, the I got cut in the triangle and then I pass out in the triangle and I take it like a champ, you know, I make a mistake. And then they take advantage of that, but uh, it wasn't for me that I have this arm like this, you know? That wasn't for me. Despite repeated requests, the TDLR declined to contact Colazzo on MMA Fighting's behalf. They did, however, issue one more statement on the incident. Quote, following each event, TDLR combative sports staff discusses the performance of each official. If an issue is identified, TDLR staff will contact the official and discuss any inaccuracies or inconsistencies and assign additional training as needed. Some of you may be asking, why do a feature on this topic? The news cycle changes so rapidly. There's new events, storylines, social media beefs, big sales and mergers. Why now with the time that has passed? My answer, because it's just too darn important. Stories like this just can't fade into the archives. It needs to be talked about because this should have never happened and should never happen. Johnny Vasquez shouldn't have his arm in one of the biggest casts I've ever seen. Edgar Chires should be celebrating a win and figuring out his next move. And Fury FC should be moving forward with the next slew of events that could potentially catch the eyes of the mixed martial arts audience. And on the other end, there needs to be accountability for the unbelievable nature of what transpired. Since the interview, multiple messages have not been returned in regards to Vasquez's MRI results. But it's my hope that he doesn't have to undergo surgery, miss an extended period of time competing, and get back to teaching private sessions so he can make money. For Edgar Chires, I hope he can get back on track with his weight management and work his way to an opportunity to accomplish his goals. And for Frank Colazzo, I truly hope he understands the weight of the situation, that he does indeed go back to the drawing board, and that he does in fact reach out to John McCarthy to walk through everything that went down and does everything in his power should he continue on as a referee to make sure what happened at Fury FC 76 never happens again. I want to thank both Gianni Vasquez and Edgar Chires for sharing their sides of a very difficult situation. Fury FC President Eric Garcia, Alex Morono, and Big John McCarthy for giving their insight and reactions to the viral moment, along with MMA Mania's Adam Guillen for his help with translating the conversation I had with Chires. I also want to shout out the MMA fighting team for giving me the space to put something like this together. It's a long process, it's not easy to do, and I truly appreciate it. Especially Shaheen Alshadi, deputy editor of MMAfighting.com, who continues to be my partner in crime and partner in creativity for these features. And to the MMA fighting listeners and readers for checking it out, thank you very much. I'm Mike Heck, and this was Inside the Highlight here on the MMA Fighting Podcasting Network. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 